If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Hey coaches, TJ here. Are you tired of not having a clear roadmap or blueprint for how you get better as a coach? I've spent countless hours searching the web and coaching videos. I've subscribed to dozens of emails to get ideas on how to get better. And I've even been to every coach's clinic imaginable to try and piece together how to be more successful. I've ended up with notebooks and computer files packed with millions of drills, plays and nuggets of wisdom, but there's no clear game plan for how to use them or how to know what might be missing. Getting better shouldn't be this hard. You shouldn't have to sort through all this clutter to get what you really need. You deserve to have the game plan, the resources, and the experts you need at your fingertips. And you should have all of these things when you need them most. And that's why we spent the past year creating a new program for coaches called Key 5 Coaching. It's a one-stop shop for all coach education, inspiration, and support you need to get better as a coach. We recently opened up 500 membership spots to our PGC coaching community and the spot sold out in less than 36 hours. So you can't get in presently, but I highly recommend adding your name to the wait list for when we allow additional coaches to get in. Just go to key5coaching.com and take 30 seconds to sign up for the wait list. You can read all about the key five pillars of coaching while you're there. That's key5coaching.com. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, normally alongside TJ Rosine, but today I'm going solo, broadcasting here at Damascus High School in Maryland. Before we jump into today's episode, let's catch up with our friends over at Shot Tracker. Our friends over at Shot Tracker are changing the game with their new revolutionary technology that is making basketball more efficient and effective at all levels. Shot Tracker is made up of three components. There's a Shot Tracker-enabled ball, player sensors, and anchors in the rafter. And combining them all gives you high-level, detailed analytics to be able to track everything your players are doing, spacing, movement, shot efficiency. It's absolutely incredible. Check out ShotTracker.com to learn more about how you can get connected to ShotTracker and begin changing the game for your team. So we are continuing a part two of an episode from an interview that we did back in the winter, back in basketball season. Uh, You may remember a gentleman by the name of Brian Breezy, who is a senior here at Damascus High School. At the time of the recording originally, he was the number one prospect in the 2020 class uh, for football. He had six high-level D1 offers that he was kind of processing and trying to figure out at the time of that recording, uh, Clemson. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, and Alabama. Well, I wanted to catch back up with Brian. This is football season now. We're working together through Lead'em Up and just wanted to catch up with you, right? Since that episode, you have made your decision. You decided and made the announcement to go to Clemson, right? Hard to argue it. Mm -hmm. What are the deciding factors, right? What did it end up coming down to? You know, with like the top list that I had, those uh, those are all six great schools uh, football-wise and just, just the schools that they are and it's, it's a tough decision to make, but, you know, I think just 
you know, taking time, being with my family, trying to decide everything, going on all these visits to games and, and just to go see the school and sitting down with coaches and watching just all that kind of stuff, you know, just everyone says you get that feeling. And, and you know, after my last visit at Clemson, I, I had that feeling and I wasn't planning on committing the at the visit I was on. And um, it's just after that day, I was like, I don't think I want to be anywhere else. And hmm. uh, just I called coach at like 11 at night and told him. So what generates the feeling? Right, think, and, and yeah. I want people. I, I want you to share because the majority of Americans never have right. this experience. Right, you have a unique position to be in this position of being wanted by these top programs. What generates that feeling? I think the feeling for me was uh, the relationship with the coaches. So, Coach Bates, Coach Sweeney, Coach Venables, um, especially Coach Bates. He's my D line coach. Just, um, just how he's the type of guy that you want to play for, and and who you know will take care of you, and and always has you in his best interest. So um, I think that's really the main thing for me, just just knowing the relationship that I was going to have with that coach and, and how he treats all of his players and people he's gotten out and just, yeah, just everything like that. You know, I think there's a misconception out in the public that, like, when you sign on with Clemson, it's because other programs didn't do enough. And I don't think that's accurate, mm-hmm. right? And you tell me if I'm right on that. I feel like it may just be a matter of you feeling more led to Clemson versus – Alabama didn't do this, or Georgia didn't do that. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, w- does it make it that tough? Like, even up until the end where you're like, man, I, this is so tough. Yeah, I had to go on another visit. I was really, like, at the very end, it was it was kind of Clemson and Georgia for me. And um, on my last, I had to go back. When, when I kind of knew I was leaning towards Clemson, I went back to Georgia just to make sure I was 100%, like, see through, knew where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Like, so I had to go back one more time. And because, you know, it's a tough decision. You build relationship with relationships with people. And uh, it's, a, it's a hard thing to just kind of break that off and be like, all right, I'm, I'm all in with this. When you this go group. all in with one, do you actually have to communicate to the others? Yeah. So I sent out a, uh, I sent out a, a I, I wrote up a text for everybody and uh, the coaches that I was, uh, you know, that I built a really good relationship. I gave them a phone call and let them know. And all of them were super uh, understanding about it and, and all, all you know, we're wishing me the best and everything. So, admittedly, did you dread those phone calls? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because it's honestly like it's not fun. You know, and you're talking to the guy or the people once or twice, three times a week, and texting them every day, talking to them on the phone three times a week, and it's just like, yeah, it's just weird. Like, you and they're tell good them, people. Oh yeah, all of them are. It's weird telling them like. Like, this is it. Like, I'm done, you know? It's, it's like breaking up with a girlfriend. Uh, but five of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Clemson now, you know, like I said, number one ranked team in the country. I mean, everyone loves Dabo, Sweeney, and stuff. Still loving it, right? Are you even more excited now more than ever to get down there? Yeah, you know, it's getting real close now. And uh, I'm graduating early, so I'll be out of here in December. And, uh, you know, just... I'm still look, you know, it's it's a lot to look forward to, but you know, I'm still living in the moment. You know, it's my it's my senior year right now, and just got to take it all in. You know, play for my team and everything, and you know, that's that's really what I'm looking looking so, forward to right now. So, if you had to say, how difficult is it to kind of balance those two focuses? Right, you're in the midst of a season. You all have high hopes this season. I'm, I know you all want to win states. You mm-hmm. certainly have the horses to do it. Yep. You know, so there's a lot that's kind of going on with this season, but you've also got this big thing on the outskirts. How do you balance the focus? But are you all in mentally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think for me right now, it's not super tough. You know, it, I'm living in the present with 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 my team and and with everybody on my team. And you know, you don't. 
I, it's just you can't do that to your team, uh, focus on what's next right now. You know, there's some of these people who won't have a chance to play football at the next level, and this is it for them. And, you know, you don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to try now. I don't want to – you know, there's people on this on this team that, that love football just as much as you and, and might not get a chance to play it again. So it's just you play for those guys and you play for yourself and, and you play for your team really just, just to do what you have to do, you know, to, to win states. You know, we, you and I had an interesting conversation a few weeks ago. It was a brief one, but – we were actually talking about how it was actually like a sense of relief to be back in football season because your summer's been so crazy. Like speak on that, just like the overall grind that you've gone through just through the recruiting process where you actually step back in the football team. You're like, I'm home. Like you joked, (laughs) you were like, I'm home. I get to sleep in my own bed. How difficult is the process and how tiring is it? It's a lot. Um, this summer was especially, you know, it, because how close I was to make my decision. I made my decision last school year, but, like, just all the all the stuff you have to do even now. You know, I'm committed to the All-American game, the Adidas All-American game, so that's a big thing. And then this summer I was at the opening. I was in uh, I was in Atlanta for a big rivals camp, and then I was in Texas for the opening. And I was just – it was a lot of travel, and I was going down to Clemson. And, you know, it's just like – you still have to do family vacation. Like, it's just right. a lot of stuff, and you're just kind of like, no, I'm, I'm ready to be home and, and prepare for the season and stuff. It's like I was kind of excited for school to start for once, you know. It's like <laughs> You'd be in the same place for right. once for a while. I'm ready for it. Is it too much? Um, I like, think is it you, too much? You're 17 years yeah. old, right? I think it's Are how you 17? look at it. There's definitely weekends where I'd be like, oh, I want to be home hanging out with my friends. But, you know, on the other hand, you're like, a lot of people would die for this opportunity. So, you know, you take it you take it like that, and, and you know, you just – you got it's 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 a it's a special opportunity that that I was given to to ha- to do all this stuff and uh sure there's times where you want to be home but you you can't forget that it is a special opportunity thanks to our friends over at team snap for today's halftime communication tip today i want to talk about the dynamic between a call out and a conversation coaches i'd like to challenge you this week as you go through your interactions with your players if you feel the urge to call out a player Ask yourself, is this worthy of a call out or is this deserving of a conversation? I think sometimes we fall into the trap of calling out players because we're passionate and we're reactionary and we've noticed something they've done that needs to be addressed. But oftentimes, I believe it actually does more harm than good. I actually think a conversation to get a better understanding, to understand why what just happened happened to get a little bit of the backstory, to get a different perspective, would actually be the healthier option. I think about in our own lives, coaches, when we get called out for things, especially when the person calling us out doesn't know the full story, it creates frustration, it creates anger, it challenges us, and it actually proves to be unhealthy. When in reality, a conversation, walking through the situation, would actually be significantly more healthy. So coaches, this week, when time comes, ask yourself, does this deserve a call out or should a conversation happen? Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out teamsnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app serving over 15 million people across the globe, helping bring teams together and get more organized all throughout the season. That's teamsnap.com backslash hustle. Do you, how do you balance this thought that you're this prized possession, right? This number one recruit, everyone's looking forward to all the Clemson fan boards are talking about and stuff like that. 
where you want to give it your all to this team, but you also don't want to do anything stupid. You don't want to jeopardize health or anything like that. Is that in the back of your mind? I don't think about it like that. You know, I've been playing football for so long now, and luck, I've been lucky enough, knock on wood, to not be seriously injured and uh, or have any really setbacks. So I'm, I, I, can't, I don't look at it like that until something – I mean, I'm sure if something like that did happen to me in the past, I'd kind of be worried about it. But, you know, I'm just getting – right now I'm not worried about anything like that. So tell me about some of your, like, all right, that is cool moment. And, I, and I'm building this off of just recently Le'Veon Bell followed you, right? And I saw you – talk about that. I thought that was pretty cool, right? Yeah. From an outsider's perspective. What are some of those moments, Brian, that you've had just over the last year or so where you've actually been like, yo, this is cool. Like, a, this is really cool. A big one today, David Spade DM'd me on, uh, he commented on one of my things. So I DM'd him and he, he answered me. So I was the talking, comedian. Yeah. <laughs> so I was talking to him a little bit on, uh, on that's DM crazy. Today. Yeah, that's crazy. That was pretty wild. You know, watching him in, uh, yeah, just all the all movies. Kind of yeah. Stuff, yeah. With Adam Sandler. But, um, that was that was I'm just, like I'm at this point. I saw Deion Sanders comment on on one of my uh, one of my videos, one of the things that kind of gone out now. So, um, like those kind of things are are pretty cool, you know. Just what did like, Deion say? I think he commented. I forget what he said. Jesus Christ or something. Okay. Yeah. So so. What you're probably referring to is the most recent video, and I actually want to ask you about that, mm-hmm. right? Because if you've been following any of the sports sites out there, you've probably seen this incredible beast from Damascus throwing these kids around, and it's certainly a man among boys description when you look at this video. I watched it. I shared it. I had people messaging me and be like, like, what is that, right? It's crazy. And Barstool's picked it up and Bleacher mm-hmm. Report and probably others that we haven't even seen, but... First off, what happens when a viral video goes out of you? Like, does it actually, like, blow your phone up? Does it get crazy? Well, I, I wasn't, I'm like, you know, so when I committed, I kind of got, like, some followers and stuff. And over time, I, I've done a couple videos with them. So, you know, they came out to the, to the scrimmage just to get footage, you know, just I'm, whatever. You did a workout do. thing with them too, right? Yeah, not Yeah, too that long, was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so just kind of, like wasn't like just something over like put it over a video or something just some clips and you know we had our three-way scrimmage with uh three other schools and uh i get home and they sent me some i didn't know they were there and they sent me the clips and they put a song over it and everything so i was like all right i'm gonna post this out i didn't i didn't really think much of it but i posted it out and i'm like i think i had like probably like 25 to thirty thousand followers at that point and I post it, and I'm just keep watching, and it was just growing and watching it. All these people post it and post it, and next thing I know, it's got like four, almost 300 and something thousand views, and I'm getting like 50,000 followers, 40,000 followers, and I'm like, what just happened? That's like, crazy. I was, it was insane. I wouldn't be able to sleep that night. I'd be like all engaged, <laughs> like watching it just go up. But let's talk about that video, right? Because I actually, it's funny, I actually had a conversation today with my nanny. My <laughs> nanny that watches my little one. I said where I was doing lead them up today, and she said, have you seen that video, Brian Breezy? I was like, yes. And she goes, why is he doing that at that level to these young boys, young men, right? Throwing them around. Let's talk about that, right? You play with a certain mentality. And I feel like there's people that actually want you to like kind of throttle it back. Well, you know, the, 
the thing is with me, I can't control what my competition is. I'm not going to tell my coaches. I can't. They, they make my schedule. Like, I'm going to go give it my all no matter who I'm playing, no matter where I'm playing. And people can critique my competition. But what do you want me to – if you want to buy me a house somewhere where there's better competition and move me in, go for it. But until then, I'm going to play with what I got, and I'm going to play with my team, and I'm going I'm to ride for So it. you heard all this commentary, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, there should have been some flags thrown. You obviously, heard a lot of that, yeah. right? Obviously. Right, but but I, I'm actually impressed because like I think that's one thing that's going to help you and is this competitive streak, right? We were just doing some exercises and lead them up, mm-hmm. and you know it's very natural for potentially for a player uh, of your level to maybe just sit back and chill and just let it. But you're like interacting in every single one, and you're fired up and competitive. It's hard to turn that off. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it's I've just never been the type of person to do that. I I, I go hard no matter what I'm doing, so. And but do you also feel the need to like go hard at this point because like so many people have a target on your back and are watching you? I mean, I I never like I never throttle like I I'm gonna go like I go hard no matter who I'm playing and I always have and that's just my mentality. So whether people are watching me or not, it's just what I'm gonna do. Fair, fair. Well, it's gonna be fun, man. This upcoming week, I know um, at the time of this recording, you all are playing in a big game here in the state of Maryland. Uh, It's gonna be week one for you guys. It's gonna be really, really fun to watch, but. Brian, I just wanted to get you on for a part two just because we wanted to kind of follow up on the decision. Clemson, listen, I was Georgia or Clemson. On my, everyone had their own preferences, <laughs> yeah. right? But I, I like the, the culture and that Clemson environment for various reasons. Yep. And, and they have a huge game on Saturday. Yep. Do you have to fly down there for that? I won't be able to fly down. Okay. Um, we were thinking about it. I don't think Coach Wallach wants us going that far. You know, we got a big game next Friday. So um, I'll be somewhere watching it, though. Fair enough. Well, listen, we're going to miss you in the basketball season this year. Yeah, yeah. Right? But yeah, um, we had a fun run last year. Yep. Best of luck to you. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Right? I, 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 I've been saying this. And, you know, I've been with you since freshman year. Yep. Right? When you were in uh, Urbana and, you know, playing tight end and, and dropping touchdowns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> well, hey, listen, partially I'm partially kidding. Gonna, I'm not, not going to hold you. <laughs> When it was a game against Thomas Johnson Listen, when he ran down happened. the seam it in the happened. rain. Do you remember that game? I do. You remember I that got, play? I got a couple of those plays on my highlight clip still, but I, I remember the play you're talking about. I think it was a corner route, and it hit me right in the hands. And, I was, and we needed it because we've been struggling. <laughs> yeah. We needed that we boost. So I was like, oh, but, yeah. but listen, you, you, you found your spot, right? Yeah. Getting on the line, mm-hmm. rushing the quarterback, creating havoc. Best of luck to you, man, because I've been proud of you, and I've been – you know, anytime people want to kind of critique or want to find the negatives and things, which obviously happen when you yeah. start getting limelight, you know, I'm like, I, actually, I, I disagree with your opinion. And, and I will call them out and address it. I said, I don't know Brian, like, incredibly well. I'm not hanging with him on Fridays and Saturdays yeah. or anything like that. But I've been around him enough for the last four years that compared to what it could be, and a lot of players get into this space where the arrogance just takes over, the ego mm-hmm. gets out of control, right? And, like, I don't get the sense with that at all with you. And so I just want to encourage you to keep being that person, yeah, yeah. right? Keep being that special teammate, keep showing up green like we talk about, mm-hmm. showing up special. And I think when you combine that and that character with the talent and competitive fire, yep. I always say, when money starts getting thrown your way, you'll get the first stack, okay? Because the people that have it both are the most valuable. Right. You with me on that? Yep. Listen, appreciate you, Brian. Best of luck to you as you go through the season. I am Adam, normally alongside TJ Rosine. We are the Hardwood Hustle. Until next time, we're out.